The Cardinals are losing things left and right. Players, confidence, and most importantly, baseball games. This is Locked on Cardinals. You are Locked on Cardinals. Your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey there, Cardinals fans. I'm J.D. Hafford, and I'm a national radio sports anchor, born and raised in the Lou and a lifetime Cardinals fan, and I'm your host for Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Follow me on Twitter at J.D. Sports Radio and the podcast at LO underscore Cardinals. I want to thank those of you who make Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube. Be sure to like, subscribe, and comment. That way you're interacting with us. Hit the notification button so you know when new episodes are posted. This is a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans in baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat. Today's episode being brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On MLB for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. The Cardinals' twenty twenty three season it just continues to spiral out of control, doesn't it? Um, you know, yesterday the day started with the news that all-star closer Ryan Housley is going to be shelved for a little bit. He's on the IL 15 days after experiencing tightness in his right forearm while playing catch before Sunday's game. Imaging, good news here, showed no structural damage, and the plan is to have him just not throw at all for several days before beginning a rehab program. Uh, the fact that the imaging came back negative is fantastic because – as I mentioned in my uh, short that I put out on our YouTube page yesterday, you think about somebody like Helsley who throws as hard as he does, and you start hearing about forearm tightness, and you worry about things like Tommy John surgery. So it's good to hear that so far, that doesn't appear to be the issue. So right away, though, on Monday, we're off and running with doom and gloom, and things didn't get much better on Monday night, did they? After yet another one-run loss at Bush Stadium. The Cardinals had rookie left-hander Matthew Libertor on the mound, and uh, he did get into some trouble early on. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of guys on the base paths. Uh, third inning, a lot of the the problems that he had were self-induced. He allows a leadoff single. Uh, it's an infield single, by the way. Um, then hits a guy on an 0-2 count. Then a wild pitch that scooches the runners up to second and third. And then the Giants do something that the Cardinals seemingly failed to do on a daily basis, and that's actually put the ball in play in a positive way to get the runner in from third base, do that on a ground ball. Ground ball to third base, Arnada looks home, doesn't really have a play early in the game, throws it to first, gets the out, run scores. Simple stuff, right? Then a Mitch Hanniger double ends up scoring the other run, and the Giants are on top two to nothing. Only one ball leaves the infield and two runs score. That's the type of stuff that... Other teams continue to do against the Cardinals where when it's reversed, the Cardinals can't seem to do these things against other teams. And it's part of the reason why they're ball games. So now you're in a two nothing hole and you've got Logan Webb on the mound for the Giants. who's a tough pitcher. He's very, very good record. Doesn't necessarily reflect how good he's been, but the guy is normally a beast in May. He was three and oh with a 1.30 ERA and five starts. So you kind of knew that runs would be tough to come by, especially with the struggles of this Cardinals offense right now. They sting the ball pretty good in the first couple of innings off of them. Like they're hitting the ball hard. They're just not getting anything out of it. There's just nothing to show for, um, you know, the exit below that, the, that they're showing each at bat. But then Paul DeYoung, who's been struggling as much as any Cardinals player recently, 
rips a, sh a solo shot to left field in the fifth inning. And then in the sixth inning, Paul Goldschmidt cranks a two-run blast to left, and the Cardinals all of a sudden have a lead. They're up 3-2. Meanwhile, Matthew Libertor has kind of settled in a little bit. It's not perfect, but he's through six. He's got a 3-2 lead. And at 86 pitches, Ali decides to yank the rookie and go to the bullpen. This proves to be a bad move. I'm not saying I disagree with moving Libertor out there. I'm not saying I disagree with that, but it doesn't work. Andre Pallante comes in, and with two outs, he commits the deadly sin of walking a guy. We've seen this over and over and over. Most teams, this is just an inconvenience for the Cardinals. It always seems to turn into a catastrophic situation because the next guy singles, and then the next guy singles, and all of a sudden, we got a tied ball game. And, and you knew it as soon as he walked the guy. You could feel it that everybody tensed up and was like, oh, boy. And you knew that he was going to come around and score. And like I said, it feels like I'm watching the same game almost every single night. This is what happens day in and day out with this team, unfortunately. Eighth inning, Chris Stratton, who has been pretty darn good this year, gets the ball, takes him three hitters to cough up a run, and boom, it's four to three. Cardinals are down with just six outs left in the tank. Now the Cardinals do threaten in the eighth inning. They have runners on first and third and one out with Nolan Arenado up at the plate. Right guy, right spot. You expect a moment here. I even tweeted it out. I'm like, this is this is where we need a moment from Nato to come through. And instead he pops out weekly to first base. And I am so sick of watching these guys pop out on the infield. I, I don't, I don't know how to fix it. I don't know how to explain why it keeps happening, but it happened a bunch in the Red Series. It happens again last night against the Giants, and it's infuriating. Contreras then ends up walking to load the bases with two outs, but then Carlson flies out to deep center. Hit the ball well, but it's an out. Threat over. In the ninth inning, they threaten again. Walker singles. DeYoung snuffs, snuffs that out pretty quickly with a double play ball, but then Edmund walks. Swipe second base. Donovan gets hit by a pitch, which brings up Goldie. Two on, two out. Again, right guy, right spot. Grounds out to the pitcher. Game, set, match. That's the end of it. Um, some takeaways from this game. Matthew Libertor, despite having to fight through a lot of traffic on the bases last night, he showed grit. He showed fight. He's a rookie, okay? He's not going to be perfect right away. And in my eyes, he continues to earn a spot in the rotation for not just the rest of this season, but he's also building his resume of why he will be in the rotation next year. And it's not just because of necessity. I know that they're likely going to lose Flaherty, Montgomery, and Wainwright. Like, all three of them are probably going to be gone. Wainwright for sure, because we know he's retiring. But Flaherty, Montgomery are probably not going to be back here next year. They're probably going to be traded away. And... With Libertor doing what he's doing so far this year, I think he's solidifying and showing that he's earned a spot in the rotation at the beginning of next year. Now, things can change, obviously. He could get worse. He could regress. But as of right now, I like what I see out of him. Um, it hasn't been perfect, as I mentioned, by any means. But, I mean, this season is already a disaster. So why not let him continue to learn every fifth day so he's ready to go next season? Takeaway number two, why is Wilson Contreras batting fifth still? Why? Tweeted this out when lineups were announced yesterday. The guy is batting 201 now on the season. In his last 30 games, he's hitting a robust 114. His last 15, he's hitting 100. What about this makes any sense for him to be in the five hole right now? 
All you got to do is scoot them down a little bit until things start to pick up again. I'm sure they will. At some point, the real Wilson Contreras is going to stand up and start hitting again. I believe that, but he's not there right now. And I'm not saying bench him. I'm not saying that at all. But why not give someone like, I don't know, Jordan Walker, your top prospect, a chance to hit in the meat of the order instead of a guy who, by his own admission, has lost confidence in himself? We'll have more on that a little bit later. But what sense does this make? I'm confused by it. Your best players, they got to come through in key situations. They just have to. There's not a team alive except maybe the Tampa Bay Rays who can rely on other people in the order to come through in key situations and have their best players fail over and over and still expect to win ballgames. Watching Arenado pop out to first base in that eighth inning made me want to smash my television. I was irate after seeing that. The unproductive outs are killing this team. And you saw it last night. You saw it in the series against the Reds, and you've seen it for the better part of 2023. I don't have an answer on how to fix it. I don't. I'm not a hitting instructor. I don't know what their approach is when they're coming into these at-bats. I don't know. I'm not there. But whatever it is they're doing, it doesn't work. 0 for 3 with runners in scoring position last night. Eight men left on base. In the Red Series, they were 2 for 22 with runners in scoring position. 25 men left on base. For the first 10 games this month, they are a combined 8 of 58 with runners in scoring position. That is a 138 batting average, including 2 of 33 in their last six games. They are hitting 253 with runners in scoring position on the year, which, shocking to me, was 16th in the league. I thought it would be way worse. But here's the crazy part. Your two best hitters, Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado, are two of your worst hitters with runners in scoring position this year. Goldie is hitting 241. Arenado is hitting 221 with runners in scoring position, which ranks them ninth and 11th on the team. That's a problem. They're just not delivering. And I get a lot of tweets from people and a lot of comments on YouTube about how unclutch these guys are and have been. And it, the proof is right there. Those are the stats. Now, in the grand scheme of things, both of them have been productive players, obviously, this year. I mean, look at their numbers. But in situations where this team desperately needs them to come through, it's not happening. Uh, Brandon Kylie from 101 ESPN dropped a stat on Twitter. It said, coming into today with 229 productive out opportunities, which means advancing a runner, with zero outs or driving in a runner with one out, the Cardinals have converted on 52 of them, which is a 22.7% conversion rate. Only the Chicago White Sox have been worse than Major League Baseball. It's a problem. It's not smoke and mirrors where you're thinking like, oh, actually, they're better than they really are. No, they're not. They have no clutch hitting right now. And it's getting worse and worse. And, it, and it's not just that. It's never just one thing that is causing this team to lose games. That's why I'm not pointing a finger and blaming manager Ali Marmel. Um, I didn't hate that he pulled Matthew Libertor last night, but at the same time, what he decided to do didn't work. The guys he chose to pitch in that situation failed him. 
I'm not blaming one specific player. I know I point out Arenado and Goldie. They're the best players on your team. They're supposed to be. So when things aren't going right, they deserve the attention and the negative attention that they're getting. Both of them coming up short in the eighth and ninth inning stand out, but it's not completely their fault. What what happened the rest of the seven innings of the game? You know, Goldie had a two-run shot. Arnato had a hit or two. Um, it's just the collective team as a whole that continues to disappoint. It's never just one guy. It's a bunch of guys doing the wrong thing or not coming through that lead to the loss. And they keep finding ways to lose each night. And it's it's very, very frustrating. I know. Uh, we got more on Wilson Contreras, uh, Jordan Walker, and I got some fan reactions that I want to get to next on Locked on Cardinals. Buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful. Heck no. They should be fun. And game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all your favorite events, whether it's sports, music, comedy, and theater. Great deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting excited about the fun you're about to have. Forget planning months in advance. Game time Get you the hookup on deals on tickets right up to the day of the event with exclusive flash deals on tickets for all your favorite sporting events, baseball, football, basketball, uh, maybe you're a big fan of music. I'm a huge concert guy. Summer Summertime is here, you know. Concert series are coming through at the amphitheaters and going to, you know, all the different places around town. Uh, they've got your chance to win tickets or not win tickets, but to buy tickets with these exclusive flash deals. It feels like you're winning tickets because of the deals you're going to get. Uh, the game time guarantee also means you'll always get the best price. If you happen to find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time's not going to say, well, that's that's a bummer. Instead. They credit you 110% of the difference. Tickets are sent directly to your phone. You don't have to fumble through your email to look for them. So go ahead and download the GameTime app, create your account, use the code Locked On MLB. We're going to get you $20 off your first purchase right away. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem the code Locked On MLB for $20 off. Download the GameTime app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. The Cardinals are home against the Giants again tonight. You can catch every pitch of the Cardinals hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Just search Cardinals. Uh, thank you again for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. For my everydayers, you know, I love getting you involved in each and every show. And uh, once you're involved as much as possible, ABT, what does that stand for? Always be tweeting me at, uh, you know, LO underscore Cardinals and at JD Sports Radio. Drop your thoughts in the comments sections under uh, the YouTube uh, videos, whether it's the full-blown videos like the one we're doing right now or just one of the shorts that I release after games and when we have breaking news. Uh, the team is now 7-16 and 16 in one-run games. Only one team has lost more, and that would be the Cleveland Guardians. But the difference is the Guardians are 13-17 and 17 in those games where the Cardinals have only won seven of them. And each game that they lose the, and it's a one-run game, it doesn't it just feel like another just twist of the knife in the gut of this team who has really run out of excuses and frankly has no answers as to why they are as bad as they are. And one of the big reasons for this season's disappointment is Wilson Contreras. Again, I'm not putting sole blame on anybody on this team, but Wilson Contreras has not been the answer to the catching position that the team was hoping for after Gotti. You knew that you knew coming into this that his defense was going to be less than Yachty. We knew that 
It was accepted. People point out, oh, Yachty would have had that. Well, so what? We knew it wasn't going to be up to those levels of Yachty or Molina, and rarely does any catcher in the league ever reach those levels. Now, Contreras, give him credit. He's still guns runners who are trying to steal on him with the best of them, one of the tops in the league. But his ability to block pitches, call games, that's never been his strong suit, and it wasn't expected to be. The offensive struggles, though, that he's gone through not once but twice so far this year, these are the problems. These are these are things that were not expected out of Wilson Contreras. He's now hitting 201 with seven home runs and 27 RBIs. And as I mentioned before, he's hitting just 114 over his last 30 days, 100 over his last 15. He's currently in a five for 59 skit. Basically, he's in a hitting coma right now. And John Denton from MLB.com put out an article late last night about this, uh, spoke with Wilson Contreras, and this was what Wilson said. This is my first time since I've been in the big leagues that I have struggled this bad. I think I've lost my confidence, and I lost my trust, and lost the trust that I came into the season with. It just went away. Right now, I have to find ways to get myself going. I've been hitting the ball hard, but right to people. That's something that is out of my control. But man, I just have to keep playing hard one play at a time and be the best I can for the team and my teammates. And you hear him say these things, especially the confidence quote. And it makes you wonder how much of an impact the whole benching, you're going to go play outfield. We don't trust you behind the plate from the starting pitchers, how much that nonsense had on him. You know, the guy signs a five-year deal. To be your catcher, he's very excited, skips the WBC so he can learn the cardinal way of doing things and to get to know his teammates and to get to know the pitching staff, at least the ones who were around, who weren't off at the WBC. And then the team puts him on blast and benches him six weeks into the season. That move alone may have ruined him for the year. Now, after he came back from that, he actually was very productive. That's when the Cardinals started to play really good baseball. And you're thinking, okay, maybe it was one of those reverse psychology things. Maybe it motivated him and got him and the rest of the team fired up a little bit. But that was a long time ago. Things have faded drastically since then. Um, Contreras continues to say all the right things. But I don't think Ali is doing him any favors right now because I don't understand why when a guy is clearly struggling both on the field with the, the physical game, but also mentally, he just admitted confidence, trust, gone. He just said that. Why? Why is he still in the meat of this order hitting third, fourth, or fifth? Why? Because he still hits the ball hard? It doesn't matter if it's not getting through. Results are results. I don't want to hear about exit velocity anymore. A really hard hit out doesn't matter if it's still an out. And that's what keeps happening. And Wilson just admitted to that. He's like, hey, I'm in the ball hard. Seems to be right at people. That's where he is right now. He's in a rut. So we keep putting him in situations where he's batting behind Arenado or Gorman or whoever is in front of him. And we're just going to let him continue to fail like this? Why not scoot him down a little bit? You've got Jordan Walker, who is hitting 314 since being recalled. And you're burying him in the bottom third of the order. Why? And at this point of the season, with it, it just continues to slip away. Day by day, you just keep losing. 
why not let Walker bat in a more impactful part of this lineup? What have you got to lose? If he struggles, so what? Move him back down. You're already losing ball games. You're not winning by doing what you continue to do. Change some things. I don't care what your nerdy analytics book says. Look what's happening on the field. You're losing. And enough with the ground ball stuff with Walker. I, I, do I care if his hits are on the ground or in the air at this point? I'm just happy to see anybody getting a hit in the first place. His 58.3% ground ball percentage, it's high. But he's 21. Just let the dude hit. The damage will come. Ellie De La Cruz, the Reds phenom who was just in town, that everyone is gushing over, right? 66.7% ground ball rate since he got called up. Do you think that the Reds are freaking out and thinking about shipping him back to AAA to work on his launch angle? No, they're not. Quit trying to outthink yourself. Just let the kid play ball. Let him play ball. I want to get some fan reactions and uh, talk about tonight's game. We'll do that next here on Locked on Cardinals. The Cardinals will have Jack Flaherty on the mound tonight against the Giants' Alex Cobb. And you can catch every pitch of the Cardinals' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM map. Just search Cardinals. Now, before we talk about, excuse me, tonight's game, um, how about we get some fan reactions to what we saw last night? JBS98 says, coaching staff has got to go. Tired of watching a game managed purely by stats. Team has no fire and is average at best. Ali has an excuse for everything with no solutions. Give us a manager that can make a decision based on knowledge and experience. We need old school. Isn't it funny, though? Like, when you look at this, or you fire the staff. Get them all out of here. Did, you, did the Cardinals fans ever think at any point that they would regret losing Jeff Albert? <laughs> Remember Jeff Albert was the whipping boy, hitting coach for the last couple of years, got hammered constantly for how bad the team would be hitting at a certain point in the season. And he's gone and things haven't gotten any better after he's left. So I'm shocked. We haven't seen more fire Turner ward posts just yet. Maybe, maybe people don't realize he's actually the hitting coach that uh, everybody just wants Ollie fired. But I just, my thing when it comes to firing Ollie and you've heard it a million times is that this is their dude. And I don't, think they're going to fire him i could be wrong you know as things continue to get worse but i just don't see it happening uh judo sailor look i'll always be a fan but at this point i'll enjoy the games more if i just admit they're terrible and are going to end the season the same way they began it then i can at least enjoy the occasional game they win without having my hopes dashed when they go on another losing streak uh judo i'm already at this point man um i've sadly become randy quaid's character in major league two and i hate it but I'm the guy right now who's yelling negative things from the bleachers, uh, you know, uh, where I'm now expecting the worst out of this team. And I hate that, but the results continue to be the same most nights. So why should I, or you or anybody expect anything different from this team right now? I mean, have they shown you at any point in the last few weeks that there there's, Ooh, we're so close to turning things around. I haven't seen it. And when you watch the team, 
you know, they, they look like they are playing the same way I'm feeling is in that they're expecting failure. They're just waiting for it. They look tight. They're trying not to screw up instead of just playing loose and energetic. I mean, Ali has even said it. One of the post-game press conferences recently, and I'm going to paraphrase here because I don't have the exact quote, but it was something like they had to play perfect every night because when they don't, they lose. That they're not playing good enough to not to win when they're not perfect. And no team plays perfect every night. There's no such thing. That's impossible. But if that's the mentality of your manager and the mentality of your clubhouse right now, and that's the level of anxiety is that every single ground ball, if you're not perfect, that you're, it's going to screw everything up and you're going to blow the game for the team, then <laughs> they're just going to continue to sink like the Titanic for the rest of the season. Uh, Jeered Mazur. Sorry if I butchered that. Time to shake things up. DFA, Paul DeYoung, fire Ali Marmol and try and trade for two starters. Uh, Jeered, I agree. A, a shakeup needs to happen, but DFAing Paul DeYoung isn't the answer. Um, I had people who were tweeting me last night. Get rid of DeYoung. What's he doing here still? Blah, 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 blah. Paul DeYoung is not the issue. And in fact, he's performed well above expectations this year. He's got nine home runs and 20 RBIs in 41 games. Okay. Now, do I like the fact that he's in the lineup every day, even though he's hitting 182 over the last month? No, I do not. Absolutely not. I wish they'd figure out a way to, you know, let Luke and Baker hit more. And it's just because I want to see, just, I want to see if he can do it. I mean, can he provide a spark? That, that's what I want to see. I'm not saying Luke and Baker is the answer and the be all end all to turn this whole thing around. But how do you know that he can't contribute when he's just rotting on the bench? Like, what did you bring him up for? He served you better by mashing down at AAA. You can use him as a trade ship later than bringing him up and just benching him. I mean, let him swing the lumber. What do you got to lose? If this is what you need out of a guy is to just sit there and shut up and just be available in case of an emergency then bring Taylor Motter back for a third time. If this is the role you are going to have that particular person play. If the last man on the roster, if your 26th man is in fact just going to be a dude who sits there and be a bench warmer, don't do it to Luke and Baker. Don't bring up Moises Gomez. Don't bring up Mason Wynn. Don't bring up any of these guys and just let them sit. That's idiotic. They're doing more for you at AAA because, again, if this continues the way it is, and there's no reason to believe it won't, trade chips down the line. Somebody might look for a DH. And Luke and Baker could be a guy they might give up something for. But why would anybody trade for him now? He's not doing anything. He's just, he's just collecting cobwebs. The guy was leading the minor leagues in home runs and RBIs, and you won't play him. I mean, what does a guy have to do to get a shot on a last place team? You're the last place team in the National League, not just the Central, the entire National League. You're the worst. The team is going nowhere. What does he got to do to get in the lineup just to get some swings? If the team was winning, I'd understand it. I would. But you've got nothing to lose at this point. 
Uh, Jack Flaherty against Alex Cobb tonight. Last time the Cardinals faced Cobb, he threw a complete game shutout against them in San Francisco. I have no reason to believe they will have any more success against him than they did their last time out. I hope they do. I really do. I hope they can put some runs together and uh, pull out a victory. Alex Cobb's good. Got a great sinker. And uh, you saw last time they faced him. They just pounded the ball into the into the grass, man. It was uh, it was tough to watch. But on the other side, Jack Flaherty has been very, very good. He continues to impress. The team is 5-1 and one in his last six starts. He's only gotten one win during that stretch. But the more important thing is the team was winning and is winning. So uh, maybe a pitcher's duel tonight. We'll see. I'm Personally, I'm just hoping Jack Flaherty not only continues his production, but also stays healthy. That way, if this does continue to go the way it's going, that he'll be worth a ton at the trade deadline. Because that's where my mind is starting to go. My mind is starting to think about punting on this season and worrying about 2024. And I hate that because it's June 13th and I never thought I'd feel this way. But that's where I am mentally. So if you feel different, let me know in the comments. If you think I'm being too negative, let me know in the comments. Okay? Maybe I'll snap out of it. Thanks for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. Be sure to catch every pitch of the Cardinals hometown broadcast for tonight's game with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Cardinals first pitch, 645 St. Louis time. If you haven't already, please give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Cardinals at a JD Sports Radio. Like and subscribe on YouTube. You're the best fans in baseball for a reason. And I'll see you next time on Locked on Cardinals.